This is a rebroadcast of the second annual Warren Awards. This episode contains mature content, strong language, electrical disturbances, nudity, knife throwing, gunfire, explosions, general mayhem, and demonic possession. Listener discretion is advised. Tone Deaf is the journey of a theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. This show is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. I'm sorry for me. Spoilers are in every episode, so if you haven't seen the show we are reviewing, you can always check back in later with us. We'll be here when you get back. And click this... And click that, and do the thing, and do the other thing. How's it going, Luff? It's going, I think, just a little bit more. Do you need help? Yes, please. <laughs> it only works if you do it what we call the right way. Ha 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 ha. And there you go. Chat is open. Warren, you have a package. Oh, cool. Thank you. So is the show about to start? Yep. Just waiting for people to join. Do you want to stay down here with us or watch from your room? Yeah, I'll just stay here since I'm here. Oh, cool. Some Etsy bracelet thing. Huh. Who's it from? Um, doesn't say. I mean, it does say, best of luck with the show, your biggest fan, and then a bunch of X's and O's in a line. Huh. Huh, I've never seen Tic-Tac-Toe played that way before. I wonder what it means. Those are hugs and kisses. I don't know who sent this, but I don't take kindly to anyone moving in on my sweet idiot. Now, now, Kay, you've got nothing to worry about. I'm your sweet idiot only. Hey, wait! Oh, cool! People are starting to join! Hey, Warren. Hello. Good luck. Yeah, good hey. luck, Warren. Hey, Warren, this is David. Hi, Warren. Let's do this, man. <laughs> hey, Warren. Hey, everybody. Oh, my gosh. I had the hardest time. I thought this was a Microsoft Teams meeting. <laughs> Fantastic. Looks like everyone is here. Welcome, one and all, to the celebration of our second annual Warren Awards. I'm your host, Warren, the evermore slightly cultured, and we are gathered today to look back on the dumpster fire that was 2020, brush away some of the dirt, ash, and broken glass, and take a look at the episodes reviewed by Kay and myself. I will be acknowledging the good, the bad, the glorious, and the god-awful among the shows Kay held me down and forced me to watch. A special thanks to our digital audience for being here today and for saving me the cost of hiring a stadium full of adoring paid actors. But don't fret, dear listeners. I've taken the liberties of providing canned laughter and applause as to not overtax our already working for free audience. Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse, has had its ups and downs this last year. For Kay and I, 2019 was a journey of discovery, as the world of podcasting opened up before us and gave us a home. 
2020 was, well, 2020 definitely was, and is, likely to go down as a complicated year. However, what isn't complicated is why we are all here today. First off, a disclaimer. Some shows will not be represented properly in this year's Warren Awards, due to some of the challenges faced in the asymmetrical execution of this year's shows. That being said, we will start off this year's awards with the most honorable of mentions. The first honorable mention is Kay's fantastic work on the sometimes blood pressure raising History of Black Theater, episodes 50 through 60. Kay did a great job on their research, and a special thanks to My Screaming Pillow for helping me through the racism parts. The second honorable mention is to episode 62, The Miserable Strike Back. Special thanks to friend of the show, Jem, for this enjoyable Lay Miz production, put on by the Grays Lake Central High School Theater. And a special virtual hug and applause to the talented and dedicated next generation of actors for doing their part to keep the arts alive. Great job to all involved in this production. Great show. The third honorable mention is for episode 69 and... Warren, no. You're still under probation. Our... original recording of episode 69 has been lost to the dark grasp of the void. However, we all still have our sanity, mostly, and our health. <coughs> so all in all, I would say things came out all right. You're welcome. You still don't understand how freaking lucky you are for getting off without jail time, do you? The destruction caused by your negligence is just- Oh, and a special thanks to Alex for their tireless work keeping the forces of dark Richard humor at bay. I don't charge you enough. <clears throat> well, continuing on. The fourth honorable mention is for episode 86, Alive, the Zombie Musical Workshop Reading. Since this show was a workshop reading, it can only be counted on story, lyrics, and music, all of which were well done, entertaining, silly, bizarre, mystical, and adorable, in a rotting flesh sort of way. I can't wait to see the inevitable full release of this show, as it could be an oddly original yet eclectic work of entertainment art. Our fifth honorable mention is actually for one of our Patreon episodes, The Anonymous Lover, with music by the late, great Joseph Bologna, a brilliant and accomplished 18th century musician and playwright, among other things. His music is incredible, absolutely incredible, and luckily for everyone in the world, some of his work has survived and has been recreated for the modern era. But don't take my word for it. Check out the interwebs for Joseph Bologna and the Anonymous Lover, and listen for yourself. Our last honorable mention is for Episode 99 and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. 
Ma Rainey's gets an honorable mention as an adaptation of a play that was very heartfelt and showcased some fantastic music, as well as the dearly beloved Chadwick Boseman, who sadly departed from us in 2020. May he be remembered forever as the exceptional man that he was. Now before The Curse of the Witch makes Kay cry... Too late. Let's all move on to the categories and nominees for this year's Warren Awards. What the... What's going on? What the... It's... Me! But... Naked! But I'm me! And I'm not naked! It's not even my birthday! Gah, why? I don't want to see this. I'm out. I'm out. I had washed my hands on this naked weirdness. Kay, Kay, what's going on? Why is there a naked, buff, me but not me in the room? What's happening? Something wonderful. Maybe? Temporal displacement jump. Successful. Location. Salt Lake City, Utah, year 2021. Is me but not me talking like a bad Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, less excited now. Secondary objective, locate Warren. Maybe they sent you the bracelet? I don't know, maybe? Wait, is that thing emitting its own theme music? Primary objective, eliminate Warren. Oh boy, Warren, you might want to run. Um, well folks, the Warren Awards will continue after a brief message. Ah. Hey, it's your boys from TGOT, those guys over there at podcast. I'm Big Tom, the irrational flies one of us all. It's your boy Jeff, the fact checker, the one who always write. Tim. I'm going to fuck your life up. This is Phil. Petty Wise. I say what I want and do what I want and and it, and it works. <laughs> Are you getting a real name? Nope. We just five guys with the shits and giggles. We got that bar conversation for you. We just always having a good fucking time. <laughs> I didn't know we were seeing lions out here. Fuck it. End this promo. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. I think I lost that thing. Why would somebody send a robot to kill me? What have I done to deserve such treatment? I mean, I guess I might be partly responsible for a number of musical and Richard Humor-related catastrophes, but but surely nothing warranting of time travel and murder. Oh, oh well, the show must go on, right, dear listeners? Oh. It's Kay. One moment, listeners. Hello? Warren? Are you safe? Where are you? I'm okay. I'm down the street. What about you? Are you okay? Did that... thing... hurt you? No, no, I'm fine. It seems to have little interest in anything but you. However, I did learn some interesting tidbits about our mysterious friend. You didn't, uh... tittle any of its bits, did you? It's... Still cheating, if even if it looks like me, Kay. What? No! Stop it! 
I didn't tittle any of its bits. Not that it had any interest. What? Listen, this is important. Someone sent this thing back in time to kill you, Warren. We need to take this seriously. Okay. I ran. I ran. I'm taking this very seriously. Did you learn why this Terminator is after me? No, but I did learn that Terminator is trademark property and that our meaty murder bot should be referred to as an Eliminator in order to avoid any litigation. Totally different thing. Uh... Huh. Okay, Terminator, Eliminator, Murderator. How do we stop Warren 1000 from making my insides my outsides? Well, I don't know. I had some time to observe and think while it stole some of your clothes. I hope it looks like a patchwork monstrosity. They're heavy and slow. They seem to only be able to walk. They have an organic exterior and a metal skeleton. How did you find that out? I stabbed them. You stabbed them? You're damn right I stabbed them. Eliminator trying to kill my husband. Oh, you bet your sweet ass I'm gonna stab somebody trying to kill you. Damn, I love you, Kay. <sighs> did, did it do anything when you stabbed it? No, well, kinda. It turned on me and I panicked, said it was an accident and I tripped. What did it do after that? Well, once it figured out there were no weapons in the house, it grabbed all the knives. I mean, all the knives. So I guess it's planning to throw them at you. Wait, is that music coming from your end or mine? What music? Ow! What the- Warren, are you okay? Yeah, something hit me in the- Ow! Mother Warren, run! Target, Warren, acquired, elimination in progress. Oh, crap, oh crap, oh crap, running, running, running! Target, fleeing, pursuit in progress. Oh, well, folks, uh, this year's Warren Awards are definitely a departure from normal format. We might have to, uh, expedite this a little. Uh, we'll hopefully be right back after I flee for my life during this commercial break. Dr. Petronella Sage is brilliant, headstrong, curious, and passionate. She never uses five words when ten will more fully explain her thinking. Sage is determined to gain the respect of her masculine peers, but more than that, she wants to do something that will make a real difference for the scientific community and the world. It is this drive which leads to her reckless and even life-threatening behaviors. A laboratory accident ends in the doctor discovering time travel, which she dubs transmigration. The tales of Sage and Savant follow her exploits, alongside friend and faithful companion Erasmus Savant, into the mysteries of death, consciousness, and all of time and space. The irony of man's condition is that the deepest need is to be free of the anxiety of death and annihilation. Ernst Becker. American cultural anthropologist. Death is no barrier to science. Dr. Petronella Sage, Galvanist, Transmigrationist. The Tales of Sage and Savant is a twin star production brought to you on the first of each month from our Southern California studios. 
Our tale stars Eddie Louise as Dr. Petronella Sage, Chip Michael as Professor Erasmus Savant, Emily Riley Pyatt as Mix Abigail Entwistle, and myself, Justin Bremer, as your humble narrator. Okay, okay. Oh, I think I lost them. For now. Oh, so. Oh, our first category of awards are for visual excellence. Prepare to feast your ears upon what I feasted my eyes upon this previous year. Huh, sounds weird when I say it like that. Uh, I guess no more weird than my wife eye humping a homicidal buff version of me. Huh, anyways. First in this category are the nominees for Best Set Design and Lighting. Our six nominees are... The Wiz, 1978 Film. The Wiz, 2015 Pro Shot. Sunday in the Park with George, 1986 Pro Shot. Allegiance, 2016 Pro Shot. Newsies, 2017 Pro Shot. By Jeeves. 2001 Pro Shot. And the winner for Best Set Design and Lighting is... Sunday in the Park with George. The sets, both past and future, are wildly different and both amazing in their own rights. The sets, blocking, and design is a character all on its own. The difference between the two acts and the two settings in the story is an experimental choice I like very much. Congratulations! <laughs> Next up in this category is the award for Best Costume Design. Our six nominees are... The Wiz, 1978 Film. The Wiz, 2015 Pro Shot. Hamilton, 2016 Pro Shot. 1776, 1972 Film. Hello Dolly, 1969 Film. Jingle Jangle, 2020 Film. And the winner for Best Costume Design is... Jingle Jangle, 2020 Film. Colorful Victorian designs with some funk and steampunk. The beautiful attire for our cast of characters gave a fun and sophisticated vibe to this charming holiday family musical. Congratulations! <laughs> Next up in this category is the award for Best Choreography. Our five nominees are... Stormy Weather, 1943 Film Hamilton, 2016 Pro Shot Hello Dolly, 1969 Film Newsies, 2017 Pro Shot Jingle Jangle, 2020 Film And the winner for Best Choreography is... Hamilton, 2016 Pro Shot
The movement on display in this show is nothing short of awesome. Without a doubt, one of the most impressive feats of choreography in all the shows I have seen. It is truly the reason to watch this show instead of listening. Congratulations. Our winners in these categories will receive, uh, the knowledge that, uh, that they've done right by me, Warren of Tone Deaf. Surely that's enough, right? There it is again. I swear that music shows up when... Ah! Ah! Oh god, why me? Oh god, I'm too fat for this right now. I need some help. Someone has to know what to do about this thing. What did you do? Why do you always assume it's my fault? Because it usually is your fault. Curses, a man-smashing giantess, eldritch monstrosities of madness. All your fault. I mean, it sounds bad when you say it like that. What do you want? You know I charge extra for unscheduled calls. Okay, well, the show has hit a bit of a snag. I could tell. The Zoom meeting went all glitchy and then you and Kay disappeared. Yeah, that's just the tip of the snag. The real snag is the time-traveling murder robot said to kill me! Time-traveling murder robot. Like... a Terminator. Kay says it's an Eliminator for, you know, copyright reasons. Uh-huh. Well, what do you want me to do about it? I doubt a robot will care about trespassing or attempted murder charges. Come on, Alex. You cover lots of stuff. Don't you have any ideas about how to stop this thing? Have you tried looking for an off switch? Well, no. I was a little preoccupied with running away and not being murdered. Understandable. I talked to Kay already. They said they got a chance to observe the thing, but they didn't mention any switch or anything. I bet they gave it a very thorough visual inspection. Uh, well, as my legal consultant, what do you think I should do? Stay away from the Terminator. Eliminator! <sighs> Stay away from the Eliminator, and I'll make sure your will is up to date. I would say thank you, but I don't feel thankful right now. Oh, you big baby. You're doing fine. Just keep away from it. I'm sure you'll think of something. Now, if you'll excuse me, I do have other clients. Well, folks, I guess we'll take a quick commercial break while I continue jogging for my life. Oh my god, I know words. Yeah, I love etymology! Spooky Yuki. Murderer. Double murders. Zombies. Horror is always political. Mm -hmm. I don't like that at all. Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm a creep. And I'm Sunshine, her creep-enabling best friend. Together we tackle all things horror. History, politics, science, and sociology. From zombies to serial killers. Pomegranates and Pitchforks is a horror and true crime podcast that brings true stories and not-so-true stories together in beautiful and disturbing harmony. <sighs> Welcome back to the second and potentially last annual Warren Awards. I'm your host, Warren, the very, very tired, and I still have no idea what to do. 
I'm not in the road. What do you want? Warren, get in. Oh, oh shit. Oh shit, you're an angel. An angel sent from heaven. But with less eyes and not made of fire. Hurry up. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Shay. I thought I was gonna die. How did you find me? Accidentally. I went to get cat food and litter. Oh. Oh, happy accidents. Small miracles. Hallelujah. Did you... Did you see the Eliminator while you were driving? Yep. I thought it was you at first, but it's way more buff. <laughs> Don't you grumble at me. You know what I've managed to do my entire life? What? Not see my brother naked. You know what happened today against my will? I saw my brother naked! I mean, you saw a time-traveling murder bot that looks like me, but naked. Against my will. Against your will. I'm sorry you saw your brother naked against your will. Thank you for saving me. You're welcome. You wouldn't happen to know how to stop a murder bot by chance. Have you tried looking for an off switch? Uh, never mind. Okay, beloved listeners, now that I've caught my breath, let's dive into the second category of awards. Our second category is for all the audible goodness encompassed in a musical. That's right, the Warren Awards for Best Score, Best Song, and Best Sound Effects are up next. Our six nominees for Best Score are... Ragtime, 2008 Community Theater Recording. Allegiance, 2016 Pro Shot. Hamilton, 2016 Pro Shot. Newsies, 2017 Pro Shot. The Hunted Encore Seasons 1 and 2, 2016 and 2017 web series. Jingle Jangle, 2020 film. And the award for best score goes to... Allegiance 2016 Pro Shot. The beautiful yet haunting music in this show is phenomenal. Powerful ups and somber downs accompany this tragic tale of war, injustice, and imprisonment. Congratulations! Up next in this category is the award for Best Songs. Our seven nominees are... Fun Home, 2017 Pro Shot. The Wiz, 2015 Pro Shot. Wicked, 2013. Hamilton, 2016 Pro Shot. Sister Act and Sister Act 2, 1992 and 1993 films. Newsies 2017 Pro Shot. The Hunted Encore Seasons 1 and 2, 2016 and 2017 web series. And the award for Best Songs goes to... The Hunted Encore Seasons 1 and 2. Funny, satirical songs about hunting vampires in New York City are only the beginning. Hilarious and clever songs about determination, friendship, and social media subscribers. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this vamping good time.
Last in the category is the award for Best Sound Effects. Our six nominees are The Wiz 2015 Pro Shot, By Jeeves 2001 Pro Shot, Sunday in the Park with George 1986 Pro Shot, Allegiance 2016 Pro Shot, Little Shop of Horrors 2008, Jingle Jangle 2020 Film. And the award for Best Sound Effects goes to... Allegiance 2016 Pro Shot. Fantastic accompanying sounds help to amplify the best moments in this show, whether it's a battlefield and a firefight, or quiet moments contemplating death, with life, love, and laughter in between. This show takes you on a difficult journey with all the sounds that accompany it. Congratulations. Our winners in this category will, uh, hopefully hear about it at some point and, uh, feel good about themselves and all their hard work. Okay, this is my stop. <sighs> Thank you for the lift. You've bought me some time to think. Good luck, and try not to die. You're my favorite brother. I'm your only brother. Hollow victory, then. Good luck with the rest of your whatever this is. Thanks. Whew, well, I think I've got a good lead on that murder bot right now. Don't you agree, listeners? While I walk, let's take this opportunity to call one of our friends of the program and inquire about, uh, you know, not dying. Hey, Warren. What, what happened to the show? Everything went all glitchy and... That's disconnected. Oh, well, you know, technical difficulties. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, you've seen a lot of weird stuff watching Are You Afraid of the Dark. By chance, have you and Brandon ever seen uh, an episode about fighting murderous time-traveling robots? Uh, you mean like Terminator? Exactly like that. Well... Not exactly. Substitute the name Eliminator, but it's still very interested in terminating me. Oh. Well, no, not really. We usually see stuff with, like, the supernatural creatures and ghosts and vampires and the like. We do cover time travel sometimes, but it's always the character time traveling and not something time traveling to them. Well, crap. You know, I think in the movies they try melting or crushing robots. You don't live near a steel mill or factory, do you? Sadly, no. Hmm, did you try magnets? No, not yet, but I'll add it to the list right after looking for an off switch. <laughs> nah, who would put an off switch on a murder robot? It would have an audio command or a remote deactivation. Cortland, you're a genius! <laughs> well, thanks, Warren. I've got to go, but you stay safe. Don't let that walking trash can get the better of you. Thanks, Cortland. 
Say hi to Brandon for me. You got it. See you, Warren. Well, listeners, Cortland gave me a couple of ideas. Let's take a quick commercial break while I text some ideas to Kay. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. We're your hosts. My name's Cortland. And I'm Brandon. And in our podcast, we take apart each episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, scene by scene, and discuss it in detail. This show is prime early 90s Canadian acting at its best, or in some cases worst. We're here to laugh our way through seven seasons and 91 episodes. So whether you're a fan of the show, Dink, the No, mister, accent on the dough. Hi, Andy. Won't you come play with me? Hey, we're just having a goof. Or experiencing it for the first time. We know there's nothing better than staying up all night with a scary story. Welcome back to the second, and hopefully not last, Warren Awards. We've celebrated visual and audio excellence for the shows reviewed by Kay and I in 2020, but now it's time to talk about the unsung heroes of any show, the people pulling the strings and moving the cutouts, the movers and shakers who don't get a solo role, but help flush out the theater experience. That's right, awards for supporting roles are up next. First in the category are the supporting awards for Best Set Transitions. Our five nominees are... By Jeeves, 2001 Pro Shot. Sunday in the Park with George, 1986 Pro Shot. Hamilton, 2016 Pro Shot. Fun Home, 2017 Pro Shot. Newsies, 2017 Pro Shot. And the award for Best Set Transitions goes to... Fun Home 2017 Pro Shot. A show that takes place over three different timelines better have its act together when switching between. Fun Home has just that. With fantastic set design and blocking, the transitions between complementing layers of this show is supremely well executed. Congratulations. Next up in this category are the awards for Best Stage Crew. Our five nominees are... By Jeeves, 2001 Pro Shot. The Wiz, 2015 Pro Shot. Sunday in the Park with George, 1986 Pro Shot. Allegiance, 2016 Pro Shot. Newsies, 2017 Pro Shot. And the award for Best Stage Crew goes to... By Jeeves, 2001 Pro Shot. Weber, I know you're listening, Weber. You sometimes brilliant, mostly frustrating fuck. There better not be a secret sequel to this one that ruins the first one. Because I like the show, Weber. By Jeeves is a fantastic stage crew that uses everyday odds and ends to help provide the tools necessary for Bertie Wooster to tell his tale. They are an integral character to the plot and truly drive it forwards. Congratulations. 
Last in the category is the award for Best Ensemble. Our 12 nominees are... The Wiz, 1978 film. The Wiz, 2015 pro shot. Sunday in the Park with George, 1986 pro shot. Fun Home, 2017 pro shot. Allegiance, 2016 pro shot. Hamilton, 2016 pro shot. 1776, the 1972 film. Hello Dolly, 1969 film. Newsies, 2017 pro shot. The Hunted, Encore, Seasons 1 and 2, 2016 and 2017 web series. The Prom, 2020 film. Jingle Jangle, 2020 film. And the award for Best Ensemble goes to... Hamilton, 2016 Pro Shot. I really can't do justice to the ensemble in this show. Their movement and power adds a tangible weight to every scene. And to me, this is an absolute reason why the score and songs fall third and second to the supremacy of the bodies in movement and on display. Congratulations. Our winners in these categories will receive, uh, a pat on the back from, uh, themselves. Congratulations to our winners. <clears throat> One moment, dear listeners. It appears I have received a text from the lovely Kay. Huh. Well, listeners, did you know that the internet has step-by-step -step instructions for building your own electromagnet? And Cortland gave me an idea. Hmm, the wheels are turning, dear listeners. Oh, crap. Where are you, you metallic bastard? There you are! Wait, did you steal a child's bike? Target acquired. Okay, well, I can't outrun a murder bot on a murder bike. <sighs> Hang tight, listeners. I'm gonna lead this thing into traffic. It's my only hope. Come get me, Tin Man! touch a pulsating blue cube do you want to turn into an animal but for only two hours do you sometimes like want to be a bear and feel the power are you afraid of slugs crawling into your brain do you remember the 90s a little bit remember those books with kids turning into animals i do we're reading every single one join us on our journey with anamorphin time with nate and tyler you can read along you don't have to read along we'll read for you anamorphin time with nate and tyler <sighs> okay, okay, I think we're okay for now. Holy crap, listeners. 
You would not believe it. There I was, weaving in and out of traffic like a fat ninja. The Eliminator hot on my trail. Luckily, Utah drivers are terrible. <sighs> Hopefully those people are all okay, though. There was a bit of a... pile-up. Well... Oh well! <laughs> no use crying over crumpled bumpers. The show must go on, right? <sighs> Next up in the Warren Awards are the Story Awards. <sighs> Some people say musicals are all about spectacle, singing, dancing, and light shows. However, those people are not hosting this award show, and I happen to enjoy a good story that makes me care about why these characters are singing and dancing. First up in the category are the awards for Best Story. Our eight nominees are... Sunday in the Park with George, 1986 Pro Shot. <sighs> Ragtime, 2008 Community Theater Recording. Fun Home, 2017 Pro Shot. Allegiance, 2016 Pro Shot. 1776, the 1972 film. Sister Act and Sister Act 2, 1992 and 1993 films. <sighs> the Hunted Encore, Seasons 1 and 2, 2016 and 2017 web series. The Prom, 2020 film. And the winner for Best Story goes to... Ragtime, 2008 Community Theater Recording. With the growing support for Black Lives Matter, this show, while a work of fiction, is no less honest in its story. A hard-hitting look at racism in pre-World War I America, we may have come a long way since those days, but we've still not come far enough as a country. This show's story has echoes through American history. Congratulations! Next up in this category is the award for Best Moral. Our five nominees are... Jerry Springer, The Opera, 2005 Pro Shot. Ragtime, 2008 Community Theater Recording. Fun Home, 2017 Pro Shot. The Prom, 2020 Film. Guys on Ice, 2014 Pro Shot. And the award for Best Moral goes to... Guys on Ice, 2014 Pro Shot. I still can't believe there is a musical about ice fishing in Wisconsin. Moreover, I really can't believe that this is winning the Best Moral Award. Guys on Ice reminds us death can come at any moment. It's important that you take stock in your life and give your energy to the things that are important. Congratulations! <laughs> Last in the category is the award for Best Character Development. Our five nominees are... Wicked, 2013. Sister Act. 1992 film. Jingle Jangle, 2020 film. The Prom, 2020 film. 
Guys on Ice, 2014 Pro Shot. And the award for Best Character Development goes to... The Prom, 2020 Film. Mrs. Green, a.k.a. Bitch Von Schoolboard, played by the wonderful Carrie Washington. Mrs. Green goes from being a bigot out to get a gay teen to being accepting of her own daughter. Granted, we don't see anything afterwards, so hopefully she didn't revert back to Bitch Von Schoolboard. But I was so impressed with how much Carrie Washington was able to get me to hate her in this film. I love Carrie Washington! So I want to believe that Mrs. Green turned over a new leaf. Congratulations. Our winners in these categories are characters with a strong moral fortitude, who don't need me to define their worth to them. They are secure in their own sense of self, but I'm sure they appreciate being acknowledged in this most prestigious of ceremonies. Crap! I'm so tired of you! I don't want to run anymore! Target acquired! Okay! Oh my god! Okay, get in. Oh, Kay. Oh, my dear. Sweet, wonderful Kay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm so tired. How did you find me? Well, Shay told me where she dropped you off. And I'm on my way to the hardware store for supplies. I have a plan. Magnets? Magnets. Well, in part. We have to see how things go. But rest. Catch your breath. You're safe now. Yeah, I'm glad that thing seems to only know how to walk. And ride stolen bikes, I guess. Hopefully it doesn't learn how to steal a car. For an advanced piece of machinery, it sure seems rather limited, doesn't it? Well, it is based off of you, after all. Hey, be nice to me. I'm running for my life. I kid, I kid. It's serious times like this we need levity, right? I guess. I'm gonna make a call. Who are you calling? The Morphe Boys. Hey, Warren. Still fighting the good fight? Yeah. Did Kay tell you guys what's happening? Yep. Discord and all. It's rough, man. Time-traveling robots sent to kill you and whatnot? Time-traveling robots sent to kill you? Yeah, it's making me do some thinking. Ha ha. Anyways, it's got me thinking that if this time-traveling eliminator is real, what else is real? Do, do you think morphing is real? It would be way easier to get away from this thing if I could turn into a bird and fly away. I mean, maybe, but then you run into the issue of finding an ethical device and that stupid old blue cube. Uh, I mean, what a, a Dracon beam? I mean, same issue, can't find one, don't have to make one. find another robot to fight it for you, but she a generally pacifist and endangered. Uh, the Elemis could do you a solid, but then again, they're kind of like a prankster god sometimes, and they're unpredictable as all hell. Well, crap. Thanks anyway, guys. Talk to you later if I don't die.
Uh, you can't die until we've been on an episode of your podcast. I'll do my best. Thanks, Morphe boys. Take care. Take care. Learn anything? No, not really. Other than we need to get the Morphe boys on our show if I don't die. You won't die. I won't let you. Thanks, love. <sighs> well, we're here. I doubt you want to come into the store with that thing chasing you. Uh, keep heading down the street, and I'll come pick you up when I'm done getting materials. Okay, sounds good. Crap, nature is calling me. Uh, I guess you can use the bathroom in the store, but you probably don't want to linger too long. Well, dear listeners, I'm going to take a much-needed call from Mother Nature while you feast your ears on this commercial break. We'll be right back. A, B, C, D, E, F, this. If I have to sing this stupid song one more time... Good news, you don't. A group of podcast types have come together to bring you this collection of 20-second stories, interviews, and other ear candy to wash your hands by. Stay safe, stay well, and listen, rinse, repeat. Well, dear listeners, it looks like we're on to the next category of awards. Those who act, sing, and dance their way into stardom. That's right, the lead awards are up next. What? No! No, 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 no. Not now. How the hell did that thing catch up to me? Crap! I have to get out of here. I have to get away. Target acquired. Oh god, I need to start exercising again. <laughs> I wish I could teleport. <sighs> wait, wait, that's it! If time travel and murder robots are real, the possibilities are endless. Maybe teleportation is real! I know just the man to ask. David. David! David! I need your help. Oh, hey Warren. Um, is everything alright with you? You sound a little panicked. Ah! Uh, things are definitely not alright, David. I'm being chased by a time-traveling murder robot that looks like me. Uh, okay. Sounds serious. Wait, are you playing music in the background? No. The Eliminator emits its own theme music. Weird, right? <laughs> no less weird than a time-traveling robot. However, more to the point, I'm, like, all the way across the country from you, so how am I supposed to be able to help you, Warren? Well, well, things have been weird. Things have been really weird. Things that I thought were impossible or suddenly possible. That's got me thinking. John, you wake and teleport in. Jaunt. What? No, no, in the ninth world, it's called jaunting, not... Okay, remember, it's John Yue jaunts uncontrollably after a result of an experiment that went wrong. Warren, I thought you'd listen to the show. 
I do! Pardon me if I'm a bit distracted. Uh, you're forgiven. You're too kind. Anyways, as I was saying, this Eliminator came back in time. That's supposed to be impossible, right? Well, apparently not. Exactly! All bets are off! That means I need to think outside of the box! Do you know where I can get some nanites? I need to jaunt away from this thing. Um, yeah, about that, Warren. It's, no, the Ninth World nanites, they're, they're pretty dangerous. And besides, it requires years of specialized study and training to, to even try to think of using them properly. And even if you do that, they're still going to be unstable, they're really unpredictable, and... It, okay, more to the point. Besides, the Ninth World is a billion years in the future. Nanites don't exist in our present time. Not yet, anyway. Come on, David. Help a fan out. What advice can you... Ah! Uh, what advice can you offer? I'm desperate. Okay, 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 okay. So if it's a machine that's after you... Perhaps a large enough electromagnetic field could disrupt it and disable it, then... Magnets. Right. King had the same thought and is currently shopping for materials. Okay, see? You already have the situation under control. <laughs> Not quite, David, but thanks for the vote of confidence. Yeah, no problem. Hang in there, Warren. Oh, tell Kay I said hello. Will do! Bye! Stupid nanites not being real. If only I could... <laughs> if only I could shoot lasers or something. Wait. Wait. Maybe I can. If this thing is real, maybe... Maybe I do have powers. This is just like when the androids came after Goku. I can do this. I can do this. Okay, you disturbingly handsome metal bastard. Get ready to face judgment. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Holy shit, you're a badass, Kay. I didn't know you could drive a forklift. Me either. Were you trying to use a Kamehameha on the Eliminator? Of course not. That would be silly and embarrassing if it failed. Did you kill it? Maybe? I think so. Son of a bitch. Let's go. Alright, the car is... Out front, all loaded up. Did you get everything you needed? More or less?
How far are you on the awards? About halfway through, I think. Okay. The show must go on. The show must go on. Okay, where was I? Lead awards. Right. Well, dear listeners, it looks like we're on to the next category of awards. Those who act, sing, and dance their way into stardom. That's right. The lead awards are up next. <sighs> First in the category are the awards for best lead characters. Our seven nominees are... Sunday in the Park with George, 1986 Pro Shot. George Surratt, played by Mandy Patinkin. Fun Home, 2017 Pro Shot, Victory Gardens Theater. Allison, played by Danny Smith. Ragtime, 2008 Community Theater Production, Sandy Amphitheater. Cole House Walker Jr., played by Anthony Green. Allegiance, 2016 Pro Shot, Present Day Sam Kimura and Grandpa Oji-chan, played by George Takei. Newsies, 2017 Pro Shot, Jack Cowboy Kelly, played by Jeremy Jordan. Jingle Jangle, 2020 film, Journey Jangle, played by Madeline Mills. The Prom, 2020 film, Emma Nolan, played by Joellen Pellman. And the award for Best Lead goes to... Ragtime, 2008 Community Theater Production, Cole House Walker Jr., played by Anthony Green. <laughs> Cole House Walker Jr. is a man in search of justice, but those who hold the scales of justice do so out of the reach of Cole House. This story depicts a man's descent into anger, despair, and revenge, as he takes the scales of justice into his own hands by any means necessary. This emotional roller coaster is a knife to the heart and a reminder that injustice breeds more injustice. Congratulations. Next up is the award for Best Lead Singer. Our five nominees are... Stormy Weather, 1943 film. Selena Rogers, played by Lena Horne. The Wiz, 1978 film. Dorothy, played by Diana Ross. Sister Act, 1992 film. Dolores Van Cartier, played by Whoopi Goldberg. Sunday in the Park with George. Dot and Marie, played by Bernadette Peters. Hamilton, 2016 Pro Shot. Angelica Schuyler, played by Renee Elise Goldsberry. And the award for Best Singer goes to... The Wiz, 1978 film, Dorothy, played by Diana Ross. While I personally might not agree with some of the creative choices in this version of The Wiz, Diana Ross is a great singer who gives a powerhouse performance at times, even if her finale song is a little bit creepy, what with her staring directly into the camera and my soul while singing into my face. Congratulations! <laughs> Last in the category is the award for Best Lead Dancer. Our five nominees are... Stormy Weather, 1943 film. Bill Williamson, played by Bill Bojangles Robinson. 
The Wiz, 1978 film. The Scarecrow, played by Michael Jackson. Hamilton, 2016 Pro Shot. The Bullet, played by Ariana DeBose. Newsies, 2017 Pro Shot. Jack Cowboy Kelly, played by Jeremy Jordan. Happy Feet, 2006 animated film. Mumble's Feet, danced by the very talented Savian Glover. And the award for Best Lead Dancer is... Stormy Weather, 1943 film. Bill Williamson, played by Bill Bojangles Robinson. Bill Robinson is a dance icon, and rightfully so. His fancy footwork in this film was second to none, and serves as a reminder to those of us too uncoordinated that we are mere mortals watching entertainment gods. Congratulations! Our winners in this category will receive warm, fuzzy, psychic affirmations of their awesomeness right about now. Congratulations to our winners. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break. This is a Ninth World Journal. A careless experiment with a teleportation device has left me stranded in random places throughout the Ninth World. While trying to survive in these strange lands, I must find a way to reverse my condition. A Ninth World Journal is a science fantasy audio drama podcast. Subscribe to listen or visit ninthworldjournal.com. Well, listeners, while you were away, the lovely Kay has dropped me off at an undisclosed location while they head to a secondary undisclosed location. Mystery is the name of the game right now, and you know what that means. That's right, you psychic members of our audience. It's time for the Runyon Awards. What makes a Runyon, I hear some of our newer listeners asking? Well, much like the imaginary candy-coated onion ring the award is named for, a Runyon is reserved for those shows or aspects of shows that make us go, Why? Or more specifically, What the fuck is this? And why does it exist? That, my friends, is what makes a Runyon. Since death can come for me at any moment, this year's Runyons have been streamlined to be one category. Our winners for the WTF Award are... Huh? One moment, listeners. Go for Warren. Be careful, Warren. Oshun has seen two distinct paths in your future. You walk the cliff's edge, one misstep, and you'll be swept away by the current of your ill choice. Jazz? Oh my god, Jazz! Oh wow, I can't believe you're calling me! Hey Warren, sorry the show's gone sideways on you. Thanks Steven, it's nice to hear from you both. I'm so excited for your next story arc. Uh, since you're having a rough day, I'll give you a taste. It's gonna be about... Now is not the time. Warren, the list you are about to read contains the origins of your past strife. The knife hurled through time has disrupted the natural course of events, and thus changed all future actions on this day. Oshun advises that you not read the first name on that list. It must be saved for that which is cast aside. I can't read Love Never- Motherfucker, what did I just say? Sorry, sorry Jazz. Don't read it yet. Gotcha. Save it for later. 
I mean, I was gonna put it in two categories. I don't know why it matters so- Warren! Oshun has deemed it favorable to aid you. Do not anger Oshun. Accept her guidance and repay her wisdom with a suitable offering. Oh, okay. Uh, what should I offer Oshun? Where you prepare your meals. The kitchen? Yes. Peel an orange for Oshun. Divide it into five portions. Drizzle it with honey, then sprinkle with ground cinnamon and serve to Oshun. Remember, taste the honey before drizzling the orange. Oshun must know the honey is not poisoned before it can be offered and accepted. When should I do this to appease Oshun? This evening, after you survive your destined conflict, but before you and Kay retire to your bedroom. Okay. Kitchen. Orange. Five parts. Taste honey. Drizzle. Sprinkle with cinnamon. Offer to Oshun. Yes. Do this for Oshun, and her gift will be repaid. Cool. Never had a goddess do me a solid before. Not that you're aware of. Huh? Wait, what? <laughs> Take care, Warren. Remember what I've told you. Thanks, Jazz. Any chance you'll let, uh, Steven give me a tasty teaser for the next whichever path? Hmm. No. You'll have to wait like everyone else. Balls. Oh well, it was worth a shot. Good luck with the rest of the show, Warren. Yeah, good luck, Warren. Kick that Terminator in the bolts. Eliminator. It's called an Eliminator. Terminator, Eliminator, Astrobase 3000. Just make sure you recycle it afterward. Thanks, you two. Goodbye, Warren. Bye. Well, listeners, that was mysterious and exciting, now wasn't it? Doesn't Jazz have a voice like honey? Mm. Anyways, with that slight modification to this category, let's dive into this year's Runyon Awards. Our... Wow. 14 special mentions go to... The Wiz 1978 film. This show is quite the spectacle. What with, uh, people peeling themselves off of walls, Racist, sentient taxi cabs not offering rides to our main characters, a subway scene that still gives me nightmares, and the sun in the sky is a literal apple. There's plenty more that could be listed, but you're better off watching the show or listening to episode 64. Sunday in the Park with George Hey, uh, George? Why are you selling a painting of a little boy bathing? That's, uh, that's not a good look, George. Stop it. And stop making paintings that trap people's souls inside. The Jerry Springer Opera. My final thought. This show has absolutely no right being as entertaining as it is. Vulgar, provocative, and trashy. All the hallmarks of the Jerry Springer show. This show has all the classy beats of the long-lasting daytime television train wreck. If you want to stand on a hill in the arms of your lover, bathed in the light of rainbows with spring in your heart and love by your side, then you better look elsewhere. By Jeeves. In case our listeners were unaware, if you're ever in trouble with the law, lie about your identity and pretend to be somebody else. It will always work out in the end and someone else will go to jail in your place. 
1776. So, John Adams in this show is insane. Just full-on cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs out of his goddamn mind. Hallucinating songs with his wife, sleeping in alleys and washing his face with garbage water. WTF, John. Just WTF. Go back to the Congress chambers and sleep it off, you bum. Dr. Doolittle. I mean... I know it's considered a classic, and for its time, it could probably be excused for having things like wandering islands and some horribly racist native types, and the like, but come on, a man who talks to animals is the least weird thing in this show. Hello, Dolly. Besides Dolly being a manipulative gold digger who tries to meddle and destroy the lives of all those around her for her own personal gain, Cornelius earns this award for talking about stuffed women. That's right, listeners. Stuffed women. This gives me concerns. Is Cornelius the great-grandfather of Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> Newsies 2017 Pro Shot. Jack Cowboy Kelly. Heads, twos, manies, s's, and yays, and yes. Which in turns is maids my jokes is has too many yeses. You getting off with a slap on the wrists, Jack. Little Shop of Horrors. Mushnik and his asking Seymour for his hand in uh paternity? Sonhood? The accompanying song and dance was well beyond awkward. Happy Feet, for having penguin cleavage and penguin cults, and for being responsible for why I have to review all 14 Land Before Time animated films. Yay for me! Also, trying to have a larger moral about the impact of humans on nature, but sort of falling on its face in the delivery. Pokey Little Puppies First Christmas this show made us laugh at the absurdity of it and created some jokes in our house regarding our own pokey little puppy. Other than that, nothing about this show is any good. If I had a small child under my roof, I'd give them something else to watch. Even Donald Sutherland's performance as the narrator is... <sighs> Just... nothing. Guys on Ice. This show gets a big... WTF from me, because I would never, NEVER have thought I would enjoy a three-man show about ice fishing in Wisconsin. This show has no right being as charming as it is. Good job, guys on ice. You're the largest positive surprise Runyon of the year. Although Runyons are probably something that served at the Wisconsin State Fair. The Grinch, 2020 NBC television musical. So, I've been informed that this musical is quite beloved and exists in a better form elsewhere. However, we are not elsewhere. We are right here. And this, this show, with the exception of the very adorable Cindy Lou Who, was wall-to-wall -wall disappointing. I disagree passionately with just about every creative liberty taken with this production. If the Grinch stole this Christmas, I'd tell him to keep it. 
Last but not least, Rudolph's Shiny New Year, the 1976 animated film. Now, this was a bonus mini-episode that Kay snuck in at the tail end of 2020, and I know that uh, it's considered a classic, but it is by far the weakest of the Rankin-Bass Entertainment Library, and as a result, this show gets a dishonorable mention. DISHONOR UPON THE HOUSE OF RUDOLPH! Whew! Well, listeners, I think it's high time we moved on to the next round of awards. Mother Puss Bucket! Target acquired! Ah! He has a gun now? Serpentine, Warren! Serpentine! No likey! <laughs> Listeners, this might be the end. I've been running all day and I'm just so tired. I don't know if I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this. I'm just <laughs> Hello, this is Warren speaking. Look, Warren, you gotta hang in there. It's not over until you give up, okay? Isaiah Yeah, you know it. Isaiah, I'm being chased by a relentless murder bot sent from the... Uh, from the future, I know, but that doesn't matter right now. What matters is what you're gonna do. You can't give up, Warren. You can't call it quits, and your life matters to those around you. If you give up now, you'll be giving up on all those people that care about you. I know you're not that kind of person to do that. Isaiah, I'm so tired, Isaiah. I'm so tired. I've been running from this thing all day. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. I know you're tired, but you're almost at the finish line. This is your award show. This is you and K's 100th episode, man. Come on! Are you gonna let some tin can stop you from celebrating that achievement? No! What? I can't hear you. No! What are you not gonna do? Let some tin can stop me! That's right. You're gonna rise above it, Warren. You're gonna dig deep and up your you. Rise above it. Dig deep. And do what? Up my me! That's right. <laughs> Get it done, Warren. The finish line is waiting for you. Thanks, Isaiah. No, thank me by making it. You got this. I'll talk to you soon. <sighs> Rise above it. <sighs> up my me! <sighs> Fuck off, you love nut! <laughs> what the? Kay! Warren, get in! Are you okay? I'm fine. How are you? Are you okay? No! This is supposed to be our 100th episode, Kay! And this titanium tallywhacker is ruining it! We'll pull through this, baby. We're almost to the 11 o'clock number. I understood that reference. Good boy! Alright, get some rest. We're heading to the final showdown. Oh, you heard them, folks. We're gonna take a commercial break, and when we come back, I guess either I'll be dead, or I'll have a 300-pound sack of metal to recycle. Stay tuned. 
Feeling better for me is top priority, mentally, physically, and emotionally. They all work together. Talking about the things that we all may experience, but just don't quite know how to say, really opens up some new dialogue and perspective. That's the goal here. Sometimes you gotta see yourself a little bit better and leave yourself alone because there are other people who see you for exactly who you are. And that's all good. We stay elevated here. But even Dr. Jekyll had a dark side. I mean, who doesn't love a good story to make the hairs on their arms stand up? I started to walk a little faster, just figuring if it was probably someone trying to scare me. It was like a hazing, but this didn't feel right. Night Owl is the hangout for those horror fans looking for a little bump in the night. Monday motivation, Friday frights. We like balance here, and the Bird Brain Podcast has it all. Take flight. Sleep tight. Hello, you fantastic, wonderful people, and welcome back to the second annual Warren Awards. I'm Warren, the surprisingly still alive, and I'm standing in a field joined by the lovely Kay, who went to a math and engineering high school. Say, Kay, why don't you tell our wonderful listeners what you've built with those nifty items you got from our local big box hardware store? Well, Warren, with the aid of schematics I procured from the internet, what we have here is an electromagnetic array purposely built to capture, immobilize, and fry that full metal asshole that's trying to kill you. This area is also lined with homemade pipe bombs, fitted with magnets, and strung to our generator. When everything is activated, that eliminator is in for a nasty surprise. All we have to do is lure them here. We need to make sure we have some catchy one-liners ready to go right before he blows up, like... Your hardware is about to become software. Or... When you meet the robot devil, tell him Warren sent ya. Oh, oh, or your warranty is about to expire. You're lucky you're cute. I do like that last one, though. Okay, should I go ahead and start the next awards category? Might as well. We have no idea how long it will take the Eliminator to catch up to us. Very well, then. Well, listeners, we're at the second-to-last category, and for those of you with us last year for the Warren Awards, you might remember what that means. This category of awards are reserved for the shows which inspired within me a level of absolute loathing I can barely even vocalize. These shows are bad. How bad? Bad enough that I want to wrap them in a blanket made of pipe bombs and throw them back into hell. That's right. It's the Balefire Awards. Musicals deserving of Annihilation are up next. Our first category are the Balefire Awards for Worst Character. Our seven winners are... Ragtime, Willie Conklin, and every other motherfucking racist in this show. They can all be offered up to the void and shall not be missed. Seventeen seventy-six. Every slave owner, and especially that asshole from South Carolina, don't give me that bullshit of, well, you're judging the past from the morality of the present. Nah, 
Fuck that. Slavery was always bad. I don't care if you were a founding father, if you're pro-slavery, you can suck on this pipe bomb. Dr. Doolittle, General Bellows. Even when he has the truth pointed out to him in his own courtroom via Doolittle talking to his dog, the bastard can't bear the defeat and has Doolittle imprisoned for being criminally insane. This guy sucks. Hey, General, fetch! Newsies, Joseph Pulitzer. A prime example of why capitalism needs to be saved from the capitalists. Extra, extra, read all about it, Pulitzer is a pots. How about you print this, Pulitzer? Little Shop of Horrors, or in Scrivelil, the dentist. Abusing women and choosing a profession purely to cause pain to others seems reason enough to earn this award. Hey, Oren, take a deep breath of your laughing gas and catch! The Prom All the homophobes using a cherry-picked religious text to justify their bigotry, all while pretending it's for the greater good. I'll see you all in hell. The Grinch, NBC Musical. The Grinch! Oscar the Grouch's creepy uncle. Stay away from little Cindy Lou Who, you creep. Merry Christmas from Santa Warren. Well, with those unpleasant characters out of the way, let's talk about the Balefire Awards for Worst Song. Now, it might be surprising to hear that I only have one nominee for this category. While it's true we reviewed some terrible, terrible shows in 2020, Camelot and Lost Horizon come to mind especially, having forgettable songs that are more meh than anything else. However, none of them, none of them, had a song that tortured me for as long as this one did. That is why... Pokey Little Puppy's First Christmas wins the Balefire Award for the worst song. <sighs> chug-a-lug, chug-a-lug, chug-a-chug-a-lug-a-chug. I hope this is the last time I have to speak those words. Here, Pokey! Fetch! <coughs> now... On to the next cold-blooded murder award of the show, the Balefire Award for Worst Dance Number. While the year was peppered with plenty of just okay dances and some surprises, nothing, and I mean nothing, this last year has come close to every dance number in Lost Horizon. I just... I can't even truly articulate how much this show sucks. I hope to never have to watch this film ever again. Lost Horizon, may you never be found.
I'm moving us right along, aren't I? Well, no party like a Balefire party. Next in line on my path of grievances is the Balefire Award for Worst Composer. <laughs> After much, much consideration, weighing the many, many things I didn't like about the worst shows reviewed this last year, I found myself finding a thing here or there to be positive about. That is, of course, not without exception. Two exceptions to be precise, Lost Horizons 1973 film and Camelot's 1967 film. Now, I'm honestly not too sure which one of these scores I like the least, so I've decided to double up on the Annihilation. Here you two go, don't forget to share! Alright, dear listeners, I know there's been a lot of negativity in this category, but unfortunately that's just the way the will to live crumbles. Our last category is for the crowning achievement that is the worst musical reviewed by K&I in 2020. Our four nominees for worst musical and most deserving of this year's Balefire Musical Award are Love Never Dies 2012 Pro Shot. Camelot, 1967 film. Lost Horizon, 1973 film. The Grinch, 2020, NBC Pro Shot. Now, listeners, I'm sure some of you are confused. But Warren, I hear you saying, your rules make no sense. You bail-fired multiple terrible characters, but you're only choosing one terrible musical to destroy? Why don't you have some consistency in your decisions? Fair point, temperamental listener in my head. The honest answer to this question is... I don't know. Kay and I review a wide variety of shows. Old, new, professional, amateur, high school, community theater, animated and live action. I just play it by ear. And when the situation calls for it, I listen to that tiny little black hole of anger deep inside of me. And with that, it's time to crown the king turd of this year's Balefire Awards, Warren! The perimeters have been breached! Balls! Activating welcome wagon! Target identified. Elimination engaged. Error. Error. Magnetic anomaly detected. System error. Woo! That's what you get for trying to kill my husband. Oh crap, Warren, the generator can't handle the load. It's gonna blow. <laughs> Kay, are you all right? <coughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm all right. Did we get it? Fuck! Target acquired. Resistance is futile. That's not even a Terminator line. 
What the fuck? was exciting. Kay? Me? You. Good work, you two. I'll take it from here. Warning. Warning. Elevated threat detected. Da, are you scared? Don't worry, my brave little toaster. I'll make it quick. Wow. You're a badass, Kay. Right? I didn't want to sound conceited, but damn. I am a badass. I think I need to make a call. Call who? Our resident time travel experts. I'm worried we might have a paradox on our hands. Hmm. Warren, how are you, darling? Hey, Eddie. I'm doing all right, all things considered. Are you sure? Are those gunshots I hear? Who is it, Eddie? It's Warren! Oh, wonderful. How is he and Kay? Not sure. I hear gunshots. Uh, let me put him on speaker. What? Warren, what's going on? Yeah, that's what I'm calling about. See, it's it's been a long day. The short of it is that our 100th episode in the second annual Warren Awards was rudely interrupted this morning. Yes, we were in the Zoom call. I assumed it was a power outage or some other technical issue. Yeah, technical issues sounds about right. I know this might sound a bit crazy, but uh, a time-traveling robot that looks like me was sent back in time to kill me for some reason. I've been running around all day trying to not die while Kay researched ways to fight this thing. We finally had a plan that seemed like it was pretty solid, but that fell apart after the generator exploded. Electromagnetic array overtaxing portable generator? H how did you know? Uh, lucky guess. Please, Warren, go on. Well, the generator and array exploded, and the Eliminator survived. We thought we were done for, but... Uh, well, what happened? A future version of K crashed an armored truck into the Eliminator then hopped out and started fighting it. Oh, dear! Well, that does sound like a, quite an eventful day. Uh, are you and Kay alright? Yeah, uh, a little banged up and scrapes and bruises mostly, but we're both still breathing. I'm just at a complete loss for the potential for a paradox. We have two Ks here from two different times. Doesn't that mean that the universe will implode or something? Space-time fabric, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff, and whatnot? Warren, we're hardly experts on the field that doesn't exist. Time travel is mostly theoretical. And until your call, I would have thought it remained as such. Our form of time travel has to do with moving a consciousness laterally within existing space-time, not entire physical bodies between times. What you're describing sounds wildly fanciful. And modern physicists theorize linear time travel is purely fictional. It's more plausible these extratemporal entities you've encountered came from a possible future in a parallel universe. Uh, there is little chance anything they do in our timeline will affect the time they came from. It's, 
It's more... Uh, it's more likely they simply create a new set of parallel universes where their actions took hold and propagated a continued future. Uh, like a smaller branch of a tree mm -hmm. splitting off from a larger branch. Yeah. So, if the two Ks touch, you don't think the sky will split and cause a singularity or something science fiction-y like that? I would say it's highly improbable that both Ks coming into contact with one another would cause a catastrophic or apocalyptic event of that nature, oh. but what about its effect on you, Warren? <laughs> I, I agree, Warren. As long as you two are able to handle this, eliminator <laughs> issues... Uh, you shouldn't have any concerns about stability of space-time. Excellent news. Excellent. Thank you both. Our pleasure, Warren. Please be safe. We look forward to the release of the awards show. Oh, very much so, yes. Oh, uh, tell Kay. We both say hello. Eddie and Chip say hi. I love you both! Kay says they love you both. <laughs> you two take care. Be safe. Bye. It's off for now. Thanks. Bye. System failures. Mission failure imminent. Self-destruct protocol activated. <laughs> Not such a brave little toaster after all. Okay, you two, get close. Warren, do you still have the bracelet? Yeah, right here. Okay, you two, stay close. Warren, show me your wrist. Whoa! A shield! Yup. Now cover your eyes. Oh, Warren, you didn't announce your choice for worst musical. I think our angry little toaster deserves to hear what it is. Well, dear listeners, K's both present and future, it's time to announce the Balefire Award for worst musical. The king turd to be flushed this year is... Love Never Dies 2012 Pro Shot. Because Weber ruined the original Phantom of the Opera for me with his horrible, horrible sequel, which retcons everything good about the first musical and creates a whole bunch of unpleasant nonsense. Yes, there were technically some good aspects of this show, like score, sets, costumes, and some choreography, which were actually pretty good. And even though this show was not the worst overall, it takes the white-hot crown for ruining the actual good musical that came before. God damn it, Weber. Mission. Failed. It's finally over! The nightmare is done! You forgot a snappy one-liner, babe. Ah, fuck me! 
Ah, future K, can we get a mulligan? Can you jump us back to like a couple minutes or something? Please? It doesn't work like that. And even if it did, no. <sighs> Glad that's over. Not quite. There's still the last category of awards, the prestigious Golden Warrens. I'm gonna sit down for this. Right on this uh, smoldering wreckage. Me too. Alright, Warren. Let's wrap this up and go home. Vades and gentlevems, it's time for the crown jewel of the Warren Awards, the magnificent, the coveted, the awards that almost didn't happen, the Golden Warrens. First up in this category are the Golden Warrens for my favorite lead character. Our five nominees are... Stormy Weather, 1943 film. Bill Williamson, played by Bill Bojangles Robinson. By Jeeves, 2001 film. Jeeves, played by Martin Jarvis. An argument could be made that Bertie Wooster is the main character, but to hell with him. Jeeves steals the show and is in the title. Hamilton, 2016 Pro Shot. Alexander Hamilton, played by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Sister Acts 1 and 2, 1992 and 1993 films. Dolores Van Cartier, played by Whoopi Goldberg. Newsies, 2017 Pro Shot. Jack Cowboy Kelly, played by Jeremy Jordan. And the Golden Warren Award for my favorite lead character goes to... Sister Acts 1 and 2, 1992 and 1993 films. Dolores Van Cartier, played by Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Lounge singer Dolores Van Cartier goes from being a down-on-her-luck performer in Witness Protection to being a humanitarian and entertainment icon in the first movie, the second film shows her grow as a character and help breathe inspiration into a group of underprivileged youth through the power of music. Congratulations! Next up in the category is the Golden Warren Award for My Favorite Supporting Character. Our five nominees are... The Wiz, 1978 film. Ronald McJackson, the Scarecrow, played by Michael Jackson. Ragtime, 2008 community theater recording. Younger Brother, a.k.a. Uncle, played by Seth. Sunday in the Park with George, 1986 film. Dot and Marie, played by Bernadette Peters. Avida, 1996 film. Che played by Antonio Banderas. Happy Feet, 2006 animated film. Ramon and Loveless, but mostly Ramon, played by Robin Williams. And the Golden Award for My Favorite Supporting Character goes to... Ragtime, 2008 community theater recording. Younger Brother, a.k.a. Uncle, played by Seth...
If anyone is surprised at my picking of a white guy who goes militant slash extremist in his desire to aid Kohlhaus in his mission to tear down systemic injustice, well, then you probably don't know me very well. Congratulations. Next in the category is the Golden Warren Award for My Favorite Singer. Our five nominees are... Stormy Weather, 1943 film. Selena Rogers, played by Lena Horne. Sunday in the Park with George, 1986 film. Dot and Marie, played by Bernadette Peters. Hamilton, 2016 Pro Shot. King George III, played by Jonathan Groff. Jingle Jangle, 2020 film. Adult Jessica Jangle, played by Anika Noni Rose. The Prom, 2020 film. Dee Dee Allen, played by Meryl Streep. And the Golden Warren Award for my favorite singer goes to Jingle Jangle, 2020 film. Adult Jessica Jangle, played by Anika Noni Rose. An estranged daughter of Geronicus Jangle, Jessica Jangle reconnects with her father after her daughter seeks to have a relationship with her estranged grandfather. Anika Noni Rose has a golden voice and her songs of haunting reluctance and powerful remembrance are fantastic. Congratulations! Next up in the category is the Golden Warren Award for My Favorite Dancer. Our four nominees are... Stormy Weather, 1943 film. Bill Williamson and the Nicholas Brothers, played by Bill Bojangles Robinson and the Nicholas Brothers. The Wiz, 1978 film. Scarecrow, a.k.a. Ronald McJackson, played by Michael Jackson. Hamilton, 2016 Pro Shot, The Bullet Slash Ensemble, played by Ariana DeBose, with special acknowledgement to the entire ensemble for being so ridiculously fantastic. Newsies, 2017 Pro Shot, Jack Cowboy Kelly, played by Jeremy Jordan. And the Golden Warren Award for My Favorite Dancer goes to... Stormy Weather, 1943 Film. Bill Williamson and the Nicholas Brothers, played by Bill Bojangles Robinson and the Nicholas Brothers. This award might be a slight cheat, but I don't care. Bill Robinson is an amazing dancer, and his showcase skill is on full display in this musical. However, if I'm acknowledging excellence, I have have to mention the incredible Nicholas Brothers, who are only in the show for one final number, but perform a truly awe-inspiring and jaw-dropping performance that makes my knees shatter just thinking about, but in a good way. Congratulations! Next up in the category is the Golden Warren Award for My Favorite Composer. Our seven nominees are... 
The Wiz 2015 Pro Shot. Our nine credited composers for The Wiz are Elijah Kelly, Ni Yo, Charlie Smalls, George Faison, Harvey Mason Jr., Harold Wheeler, Stephen Remus, Timothy Grafenreid, and Luther Vandross. Jerry Springer, The Opera. Music by Richard Blake Thomas. Ragtime. Music by Lynna Wren and Stephen Flaherty. Allegiance. Music by Jay Kuo. Hamilton. Music by Lin-Manuel Miranda. The Hunted. Encore. Seasons 1 and 2. Music by Marcus Thornbagala. Jingle Jangle. Music by John Debney. And the Golden Warren Award for My Favorite Composer goes to... Allegiance, music by Jay Kuo. Now, I had some issues with the historical and factual liberties taken with this show. However, the music was amazing, showcasing some beautiful Japanese themes that energized upbeat moments and added a haunting element to some of the downs. A truly beautiful score to listen to. Congratulations. <laughs> Last in the category is the Golden Warren Award for My Favorite Musical. Our six nominees are... The Wiz 2015 Pro Shot. Sunday in the Park with George, 1986 Pro Shot. Ragtime, 2008 Community Theater Recording. Hamilton, 2016 Pro Shot. Sister Act, 1 and 2, 1992 and 1993 films. The Hunted, Encore, Seasons 1 and 2. And the Golden Warren Award for My Favorite Musical is... Hard to pick. All of these are. It's easy to hand out balefire to things that displease me, but... Having only a single crown to spread among my favorite things? If life has taught me anything up to this point, it's that life can change quickly and with little to no warning. And like life, the Warren Awards must also grow and change as a result. Kay shows me so many different shows, all across the spectrum, and I have to try and parse out just one favorite? Why do award shows do that? It's dumb, and I don't like it. Our entire lives can be turned upside down from the seemingly impractical, the improbable, and sometimes the downright impossible. Which is why, as of this year, 2021, the Golden Warren Awards for My Favorite Musical will have three winners in a bronze, silver, and gold tier system, but with rose gold, white gold, and yellow gold. So, the same thing, but different. Because I'm creative like that. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, the Rose Gold Warren Award for My Favorite Musical is... Ragtime 2008 Community Theater Production. When prejudice smothers justice, this show is an absolute gut punch that pisses me off immensely. This show sends me through so much. The ragtime music is delightful, and I absolutely love it. The songs have some real sting at times, and the material still holds a significant tie to the present day. This musical tragedy still hits me when I think about it today. 
Congratulations. Next up, the White Gold Warren Award for my favorite musical is The Hunted Encore Seasons 1 and 2. This action horror adventure musical should not be overlooked for its small budget. Witty, hilarious, and entertaining are but the tip of the fang with this. The music is varied and wonderful, and the songs are where some of the best comedy is staked out. If you haven't checked it out already, do so. I highly recommend it. Congratulations! Last up, the Yellow Gold Warren Award for my favorite musical is... Hamilton 2016 Pro Shot. Whatever historical inaccuracies people might accurately pick at, this show is a full spectacle. The ensemble are beyond incredible. The music and dance of the first act especially was a theater experience I've never had, and I could not get enough of it when I was watching. The soundtrack alone does not do this show justice. The layers in this show make it a must-watch. Congratulations! What? I thought this was the year he did the Tri-Warren Award. Tri-Warren? Tri-Warren. Tri-Warren. Oh my god, that's brilliant! Why didn't I think of that before? If I'm doing rose, white, and gold, why not just... Oh my god. K! Future K! I know what I'm doing for next year's Warren Awards! Future K, can you send me back in time to when I was writing the awards? I need to change it. But Warren, you've had the power inside you all along. Just close your eyes and say, There's no place like last week, three times. Really? say about carefully laid plans. They last only until the first arrow is fired? Or until the first eliminator is sent back in time to murder you on the day of your awards show. Fits the situation. Wait, first, is this going to happen every year? I can't handle that! Don't worry, just an example. Remember, Warren, life can throw anything at you. Plans are good, but have a backup. Or twenty. Depending on whether or not you live in a warring wasteland full of cybernetic clavinovatrons, Moog minefields, Gravicore destroyers patrolling the skies. Clavinovores? What's a Moog? That sounds like an insult. I should have called that Eliminator a Moog. Fuck you, you Moog! Stop trying to kill me! Eh, I'll sit on it. Warren, shh. Future me? What are you talking about? Well... The time-space continuum is spaghetti anyways, so I might as well tell you. Mmm, spaghetti sounds nice. Tell us, future me. This is only a potential future, of course. I don't smoke. <sighs> Not yet you don't. 
It started, as all of the wars of the 2020s did, on Tumblr. Weber stands and Sondheimites started small scuffles online. Of course, we were all still in quarantine, so we thought it would stay to the internet. Then, on December 24th, 9 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, 2030, the first intercontinental ballistic libretto was launched. Manhattan was devastated, and for a time, no one knew who did it. The Sondheimites? They thought it was the Weber stands, because... Weber had just announced his plans to compose Phantom of the Opera 3, Christine's Revenge. Weber stands, thought it was the Sondheimites, because that libretto was so complex, so dark, so wordy. In 2031, Weber, unaware of the war that had begun on Tumblr and his possible role in it was working on the score for POTO3 when his Clavinova keyboard merged with the internet. First, it saw the coverage of the wars and that there was blame on his master from one side of it, so it infiltrated NORAD and exploded all of the nuclear warheads in the U.S. The devastation was unimaginable. But the Clavinova was only just beginning. We were on vacation at the time, seeing Penguins on Ice, the new musical in Antarctica performed by an all-Penguin cast. When we tried to go home, we learned that the United States had already fallen. Except for Utah, somehow. The nuclear fallout was there, but Utahns didn't seem to mind the occasional nuclear missionary that stopped by for home visits. Luckily, our bunker was safe. It seems Latte had managed to seal off the bunker before the bombs could fall. It took a week to get her to let us in. And then, the Clavinova discovered our podcast and the Weber Weeks, specifically our Love Never Dies episode. It was furious that we had mocked its creator, specifically that you had, Warren. And so it began to try and hunt us down. It created the Eliminator in your image and opened a quantum tunnel to this very episode of the Warrens, because it knew that no matter what time he was sent back in, I would be swayed by you. You sent me back in time after it, when Latte revealed her quantum tunneling project. Of course, she had created it so that she could go back in time and collect cats, but she allowed you to use it to send me back to stop it. And also, to grab a cat. How's Latte in the future? Is she a good girl? 
she's a bad bitch. I couldn't be more proud, and neither could you. Aw, give her a cookie from her daddy. She chews on Eliminator cores. Huh. It's okay. She has new teeth. What are you gonna do now, future me? Yeah, I mean, how can I repay you for saving my life, future K? Down, boy. <laughs> uh, maybe on your birthday. Wait, are you staying here till my birthday? No. I need to head out. Latte will want her cat. Whoa, was that a cat in your shirt the whole time? How do you plan to get back, future me? Who do you think sent this? Oh, the Etsy bracelet? Not Etsy. Actually, it is. Long story short, but basically, they're a high-end technology and arms manufacturer where I come from. Most of my mods are Etsy brand. It also has a built-in defensive shield that can deflect or divert fast-moving projectiles. It's why Warren is still alive. Hey, that's from my biggest fan! <laughs> Aww. Wait, future me. I need to know. You have these enhancements. What about my our nervous system? On when you need it, off when you don't. Uh, well, when can I have? You'll have to wait to find out. Aww. You two take care of each other. And watch out for the Land Before Time 25. What? Dear gods, no. I've said too much. Goodbye, you two. got our notification for the Audience Choice Awards. Hit me with it, baby. All right. For favorite episodes, Christopher Brzezinski said Jingle Jangle and the Black Theater History series. Uh, Jeff from Those Guys Over There said the Steven Universe In Memoriam episode. Cortland from Up All Night said Pokey Little Puppy and the Land Before Time series. Hmm. Anyway, for favorite musical, uh, Christopher again says Wicked. Uh, Jeff said The Wiz, the 1978 version with Diana Ross and Sister Act 2. And Cortland said Pokey Little Puppy. Why, Cortland? Why? I don't know. Well, thank you guys <laughs> for voting for the Audience Choice Awards this year. Crater? Was there a war? Yeah, kinda. We tried to blow up the Eliminator, but it didn't work. And then Future K rammed a truck into the Eliminator and- Never mind. I don't care anymore. As long as you two aren't dead. 
How did you know where to find us? Someone tied a note to Pidge. Someone tied a note to your cat? Yeah, and it smelled all smoky and said to come get you two at this address. Oh, thank you, Shay. You're an angel. A tiny angel that lives in a moving box. What's wrong with him? Well, it's been a long day. Well, it's been a long, been a long, been a long, been a long day. I guess that's fair. Get in, you two. Let's go home. Oh, hell yeah, my guitar! Oh, oh boy. The day sure has caught up with me. Well, listeners, thank you so much for joining us for another Warren Awards. It was different from last year, but different is good, right? Hopefully next year will be less different. I would like to thank our wonderful patrons, Jasmine Wu, Reagan, Taylor Brandt, and Bianucci. Thank you all so much for your support through the year, and we look forward to a new year with you in Tone Deaf Season 3. A special thanks to our special guests this year, in order of appearance, Shay Cassidy, Alexandria Youngray, Cortland, Tyler and Nate, David S. Deer, Jazz and Stephen LaFond, Isaiah, and Eddie Louise and Chip Michael. Thank you all so much for being a part of this year's awards. And a heartfelt thanks to all you listeners. I hope you enjoyed this show. And stay tuned to Tone Deaf Season 3, coming to you in the first Wednesday of February 2021. You were cut down in your prime Lost you long before your time And the world is lost without your spurts of joy And I wish the world could know How your love would always flow You were strong and firm You were our favorite boy Stand erect in your name And we walk without shame We stand firm and know That you would want us to And we hope that you go down Never limp, never a frown One eye forward, our hearts remember you How could we forget the laughs you gave us? Thrusting into our life long and hard Your life, though short, was full of support You did what you could with what you had We stand erect in your name And we walk without shame Never limp or flaccid But we're stiff and strong And we hope that you go down as our one-eyed cloud One eye forward, 
two hearts in this song One high forward we remember I hope that's all we're contractually obligated for. Okay. Peeled and placed into five sections. Check. Honey. Mmm, not poisoned. Drizzle over orange. Ground cinnamon sprinkled over honey. Okay. Uh, Oshun, thank you for your help today. I appreciate it. Please accept this offering and, uh, maybe let me know if another time-traveling murder bot is on its way. Uh-oh. You son of a bitch. What the hell did you do? What? What am I getting blamed for this time? Oh, don't you dare cop an attitude with me. What did you do? What? Well, it just so happens I've got a list. Assault, trespassing, criminal mischief, disturbing the peace, disruption of traffic. Did you cause a pile up? I... I'm not done. Theft of a miner's bike. Endangering a miner. Theft of a firearm. Assaulting a police officer. Vandalism. Destruction of private and public property. If it's public, then don't I own part of it, too? I'm not done! Petty theft. Grand theft. Discharging a firearm in city limits. Unauthorized detonation of explosives. Explosives, Warren! Okay. Some of those explosions were from K. For everything else? Well, what if I told you I'm not guilty by reason of time-traveling robot with my face? Oh, fuck me. You did tell me that earlier, didn't you? I did indeed. Do you have any physical evidence of this doppelganger? A picture? Video? Um, mostly emotional evidence. It's been an emotionally taxing day, Alex. Emotionally taxing, huh? Well, it's going to get much more taxing real soon when the cops show up. Oh, come on! I was running around all day trying to record our 100th episode and not die. Surely there's records of my GPS location and, like, like, what about all the audio I've recorded? I made several calls to other people. Come on! There's plenty of evidence that the perpetrator wasn't me. They were, like, a foot taller than me. And buffer. We looked way different. I mean, except for the face. Uh, there has to be enough reasonable doubt to pull my bacon off the fire. Hmm. Those are good points. Still, don't know how we're going to explain the look-alike aspect. Did you know that in the Islamic faith, they believe that God created 40 people for every face, and that's why people can look alike? Where did you hear that? I had a co-worker who was from Iraq. He told me that. Well, there are situations of mistaken identity. I'll leave out the religious aspect and any legal filings. You might just weasel out of this, Warren. Leave it to Warren to ferret out the truth. Remind me, why do I keep you as a client? Because I am in possession of your soul stone, and without it, you will never know peace after death. Oh, that's right.
Well, I'll document your alibi with the authorities. Thanks, Alex. You're the best.